1: Welcome to More Business More Life Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Noplaton. This show is for C-level executives, entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, and speakers who have found success, but they don't have the life that they want. On this weekly show, we're going to be talking about business skills to have more business while we design our ideal life and have more life. More business, more life without sacrifice. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the More Business More Life Podcast. This show is for socially conscious CEO founders, entrepreneurs that have found success, but maybe you don't have the life that you want right now. Maybe you're working too many hours and rightfully so, because you're so passionate about what you're doing. But here on this show, we believe there are other things in life, maybe your family travel that you want to be a part of. So more business, more life. What we're bringing is systems and procedures so that we can have super hyper efficient effectiveness in our business so that we can get more done we can increase revenue by millions of dollars while working less than 40 hours a week that's what we call more business and more life this is a weekly show and you can expect to have uh, all kinds of tips and skills around business so that you can start achieving more with less time and that's what we're all about here so that we can have more of the life that we want And guess what? Season two, here we are. I'm inviting more of the team on this show here. So I am uh, one of your co-hosts, Steve Noplaton, and let me introduce uh, the rest of the team here.
2: Hi, I'm Stephanie Vetter.
1: Giovanni Garina. Melissa Barrett. Melissa, Stephanie, Giovanni are here joining me, and they're going to be co-hosting season two with me. And I'm so grateful to be here. The highlights of today's episode is we're going to talk about more business, more life, and what it means to us. And then, more importantly, like, why is it important? And then, how can we all have it? How can we have that? And what are the first steps that we can take so that we can start having the life we want and the abundance at the same time? It's not an or, it's an and. And without further ado, let's get into this episode welcome to the first episode of our season two this is actually our 55th episode double five hey i like doubles and uh, we are going to take the time to kind of really talk about the more business more life philosophy today and why it's important Uh, our core purpose for our company and our podcast is to help as many people find the freedom that they desire achieve that freedom and so as you get to know more than just me. Um, you know, Steve Nopolitan here as a co host, uh, bringing on our other team members. Uh, we want to use this episode to get to know each of us a little bit more. And I think more importantly, beyond getting to know us, really understand why it's so important for us to live a more business, more life style because we believe it's no longer okay to like work really really hard to some old age and then and then try to live you know it's not appropriate like we're made as humans to live each decade of our life and to have more than one thing you know we're not one thing none of us if you look in the mirror like how could you define yourself as one thing none of us are one thing we all we like different things you know you might be working on an amazing thing that's going to change the world uh, we hope you are and at the same time you are you're a family person you might have uh you might be a, a mother or father or maybe you want to travel maybe you want to play music um you know it's only later in life that i started playing music and that's because i finally gave myself permission because i too was a complete workaholic so passionate about what i was doing working so many hours and I won't get into the whole story right now, but I transformed and changed my life. Uh, and I really do feel like I'm living another life. I actually feel like I've had multiple lifetimes in one life and one body. I want to share, and I know my co-hosts want to share with you, our stories and our learnings so that you can make a difference in your life. I don't know who wants to jump in here, but you know, maybe just share why you know, remind everyone your name and then share why, you know, more business, more life is so important to you.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So Giovanni Godina here, more business, more life. I am the person if you've listened to the podcast before, you've heard this, you say say this before, uh, I'm not a worker. I have never been a hard worker. And I always thought that was bad. And when I heard Steve first talk about more business, more life, I was just like, oh my gosh, yes. Like that's, That is what it is, because for me, life isn't about working, it's about living and finding something that you enjoy and are are passionate about and making the, we like to call life work integration, so that they're working together in in symbiotic relationship. It's not the one or the other, because when you used to do the, uh, the scaling of, you know, it's either work or life, and when you're on the other side of one, one goes down, one goes up. Um, And we we don't think that's the right way to think about life. When we integrate things, they're in balance with each other. You have the business that you're looking for so that it gives you the freedom to have the life that you want in today's world. And so for me, I was just drawn to it because that's how I, I already thought. And it was just nice to see and hear somebody else from the rooftops, from the cliff, screaming it down to people. Hey, you guys can do things differently. You don't have to just grind and grind and grind. You can have life and you can have business and you can have your cake and eat it too. But I firmly believe in today's world, you can definitely have both um, and share that cake with others. So I truly believe in more business, more life and our philosophy in general of of work-life integration.
0: I love that. Yes. And I'm Melissa Barrett and um, I would just add on to that because I came from a background where... My father was absolutely a workaholic and expected me to be uh, as well. And I have been for years. Just, I mean, I remember from the youngest age him taking me to his uh, office at Xerox and knowing that, you know, if I had 24 hours in a day like everybody else, I had to use mine effectively. So I think what has been so transformative to me. Is there are times in your life when you realize that you are working all the time. I mean, you can't even enjoy life because you know you're trying to make an impact um, in the world. And I think, you know, really kind of coming back to that center to really understand that life is about the journey, it's not just about you know, producing and productivity, but you are leaving this life at some point and that you want to leave a legacy. Um, And so I think for me, it's all about, you know, really learning how to center your life so that you're getting what you want out of your life, both in business and in fun, Um, because life is too short. You know, you want to be able to really enjoy it.
2: So well said, Melissa, I agree with you. This is uh, Stephanie Vedder here. And just listening to you talk, actually, I had this picture of my father and I'm thinking about my own story and my why and what's connected me to more business, more life. And I mean, how much more simple can you put it when somebody says it's more business and more life? It's like, yes, please, I want that. (laughs) I want more business, but I also want to have my life. Um, So that drew me in instantly, but I'm even thinking about, my family. And how did that show up for me and the choices that I've made? My dad used to work in a muffler shop, right? So he still has scars all up and down his arms now, but he decided at one point, he always tells me I was very young and he was looking at the bank statements and looking at me and like, Oh my gosh, how am I going to provide this life that I want for my family? So he made a choice to become an entrepreneur and had a lot of success, worked really hard and, you know, built this incredible life for our family. We had a lot of blessings. And so when I had my family, it was like, I, I want that too. And I had met Steve shortly after I had my family and I was having mediocre success, but I knew that I had really big dreams buried deep inside that I really wanted to chase and and really more business, more life gave me um, the permission for one, and then the tools to do that. So, so to be able to actually have my family, have my experiences... Like you said, put the fun first and just simple adjustments, simple adjustments in business, simple adjustments in life that you can make um, if you really focus on it and you really put your intention there to to have the life that you want. I mean, it's, it's empowering. It's beautiful. You know, we're connecting with more people who want the same things like us. And we're helping, you know, these socially conscious leaders, people who want to make a positive impact on the world. Have, have more of that for themselves so that they can do more good, but have more life too. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. I'm super, super grateful that uh, Steve was brought into my life five years ago. And, and so, you know, my background is sales and marketing, and I've always done the things to have success in that way, but I have made the decision not so long ago to keep choosing life in an even greater way. So that's why I'm here.
1: I appreciate that. and I know there's so much more to learn from each of you uh, on your journeys. And it's more than one episode and that's why this podcast exists because we're we have so much uh, to learn from and to share. And at some point we'll bring on some guests. Uh, but in the first wave of episodes here, it's going to be the four of us sharing these transitions. Because I think that's the the piece that's so hard is we've, we've been trained to believe that it's or, it's either or, either you're going to work and be successful, or you can have something else and be poor and, you know, not have revenue, not have money. So, you know, you've heard of like the starving artist, the starving musician, or wants the travel, uh, you know. And you're you know you're and that and there's nothing wrong with that too like going from hostel to hostel i mean there's something amazing like when i I'll, i remember my friends telling me hey go do this with me or come to this party or this and i'm like you know what i'm working right now and i'll party in style later but you know i missed a lot you know part of me in my 20s i wished i grabbed the backpack and went through europe you know, I didn't get to go to Europe until way later in my adult life. And I had kids, and which was beautiful. It was a totally different experience. But I watched some of the younger people around me. And I'm like, man, that would have been cool to try this out without kids, <laughs> with a backpack. Those things are, are are gone. You know, life keeps going. And so I often say, you know, life's not about waiting till you figure it out and then you get to rewind, um, you know, maybe in another lifetime or just some other experience. But the reality is... This is our life. And so the more serious we take it, you know, I even go all the way to death. You know, a lot of us don't want to say that word death uh, or that end of life. And I find the people that are most timid or not wanting to talk about that are the ones that are most scared that they're not living. They're not truly living. So coming back to this, we want to what you heard from everyone here and what we're doing is and. You can have more business and more life at the same time. And here's why I believe that so strongly. And we proved it over and over and over and over dozens and dozens of businesses. And our goal is to reach over a thousand businesses living this way, where they're working less than 40 hours a week, having more revenue than ever before, breaking records. And we've already done this. And now we want to multiply our efforts and and be able to take more vacations because it is now proven there's tons of data out there. you can look it up and we'll share some of that data throughout the time on this podcast. but the folks that are taking more time off you you actually get smarter and you're already smart. you're just worn out. the battery is low right and we're there like you know can you imagine if you had one battery in a drill and you're drilling away and you have to get those 10 last holes and the battery's dying and it's going you know it's barely getting through the hole. And, and some of us in that metaphor, we stay at our desk or whatever work we're doing and we work, work. And then you spend hours doing what should take seconds. Just think about that. And we all know that's true. So then it becomes undeniable that we need rest. Your human body has one battery, right? It's the, it's the work and life force that you have. So by resting then we actually can achieve more we can have our battery fully charged go in and get those holes drilled in 10 seconds and the more that i've done this the quicker i've made good decisions and better decisions i've made less mistakes because i have rest so we should be taking rest as serious as we take work because it is what's going to give us that life that we that that we so preciously want because the worst thing you know some of my elders that have passed away and I've lost other cousins, aunts, friends early to life because they didn't take care of themselves as well as they could have. Or circumstances, I've also lost loved ones, to car accidents and unexpected things. It just, every time that happens, it's telling me how precious life is. So I just want to start with a, a story and then let's go around with each of us, you know, what that turning point was and for me i think uh, i'll start with for me the, the one of the big turning points i've had multiple turning points and we can dig into them and the most recent one was 18 months ago i was paralyzed which uh, that's not the story i want to start with but i've been recovering due to my mindset and the things that we're going to uh, we're going to teach here but the biggest turning point was me feeling like a loser Actually, being in one of the darker times in my life, uh, being angry and uh, disappointed in my outcomes, because for 12 years, from 19 to 31, I worked like I thought I was supposed to. I was doing all the things. You know, I was living by that mantra that if you're not working 18 hours, you're not an entrepreneur. So I said, what the hell? I'll work 20 hours. I'll sleep three hours. Like, And I did. I did those crazy things. And then I, I was losing. I look back; it's from exhaustion. I treated people poorly because I didn't have the emotional wherewithal to be appropriate. Because I was exhausted, I made poor decisions because I was exhausted. My my mental capacity was low, and I was making achievements just because of the sheer velocity that I was going. So yeah, if you if you run all over the place, you're going to see a kind of a lot of things. And I know Melissa can talk about this. She traveled all around the world. For a cor- big corporation but then it was like get off the plane go to the hotel you know go there yeah you could say i traveled the world but did you see it and i didn't see it you know my girlfriend at the time that became my wife she always said when are you gonna stop and smell the roses and i, I was like when i don't have time right now i i just believed so strongly that i'd had to achieve these things so that comes to that moment of transition when i had lost over four million dollars Uh, In the end of my 20s, sitting there at 31, feeling like a loser that I could achieve more. I didn't do it right. And in that moment, that's where gratitude started to come because I had met my mentor. And I told him the whole story. And basically, for me, it was a big reveal. I was like, for the first time, admitting that I'm a loser. So I was like, hey, I'm a loser. And then he looked at me, he said, how many 20-year-olds have lost $4 million that you know? And I sat there and I thought, and I thought, and I was like, actually, I don't know any. He's like, exactly. It's rare. And would you do everything the same? And I said, absolutely not. And he said, then you've learned a lot. I said, yes. He said, well, then what a gift your life has given you because you're only 31 years old and you've you've like achieved lessons that takes usually 50 to 60 years of life. And I finally had gratitude. And that's why choose gratitude, create freedom is a huge mantra and trademark for us because it really has allowed my freedom. And so in that moment, I realized that I could think differently, that I didn't have to do it the way everyone else did. And that's what I learned from other people. And so that's the biggest thing now is is that moment of realization that life doesn't happen to us, it happens for us. So I had all that happen to me so that I could be the man that's here on this podcast with you right now. And it gave me the awareness to learn something new. And then the biggest thing was get mentors. Anything I wanna do, I wanna follow someone else. And that's what I did with that mentor. I followed what he did. And in eight years time, my life was so different. People looked at me at pictures like eight years later and they thought I was younger. Than I was in my in my twenties. I looked younger. I actually, and I do believe that's possible because when you rest, your body rejuvenates, it regrows its cells, and you know, this naturally happens. But if you don't rest, you deteriorate. We can watch ourselves. If we work too hard, we start looking very aged. <laughs> so so um there's so much more. I truncate this story, just to fit on one podcast and leave space for each of you, but you know, I guess, uh, you know, kind of like popcorn, if you just want to like open up and share what was, what do you think your biggest transitional moment when you could decide to have more business and more life was for you?
0: Well, let me jump in here and talk a little bit about um, my life, because I think um, there are probably many CEOs that... Um, You know, whether they're an executive or an entrepreneur, they are putting in the work. If they're socially conscious, they are putting in the work to make the life, you know, make this community and and our world a better place. Um, And that typically means everything, Um, whether you're sacrificing your, you know, family at home so that you can be in the office. Or not. And I think I was definitely that person working. I mean, if I had to work 18, 20 hours a day, that's what I would do in order to make sure that, um, you know, we had the life that we wanted. Um, And my life actually at that point included typically a three hour commute each way. Um, So I would spend my life on the road getting to work. And then by the time I got home, when I left, I probably didn't see my kids. (laughs) And when I got home, they would be either in bed or ready to go. Um, So, you know, I was missing a lot of experiences with my kids. Um, And quite frankly, even if we were on vacation, I would usually be working at some point (laughs) during the vacation as well. But then, you know, we had a significant challenge in our life where my husband ended up with stage four cancer. And I realized just how short life is. He was, you know, 51 when he passed away. Everybody in his life lived to be like 95 or, you know, 100. He had just the longevity in his family. So, I used to joke and say that I would probably, I would be the one to go first because I knew that his family lived, you know, so long. Um, So it was a shock, I think, for all of us to see that he was in a stage four cancer. There was not a whole lot they could do. And I found myself widowed at 49 and just realizing that life is so short Um, that we really need to understand what we want to get out of life and what that means. Um, So me trying to realize, you know, as a couple, now single, as a mother, and I had grown children at the time. I mean, they were mostly grown, but now, you know, grandchildren and experiencing so many things for the first time. But I worked a lot in the community as well. And, I think one of the things that um, I found is, you know, when I was working in business and I, you know, went up through the ranks, became a vice president, a payment technology company, working on the product side, which was cradle to grave, whether it included marketing, um, public relations, legal, all of those things. But one of the things that I found is. Uh, when George Floyd passed away as well, it was like, how do I find myself? What am I doing? What do I want this life to be about? And, you know, I had known Steve, I think it was like 25 years prior. And one of the things that I really found was he brought meaning back to me to help me understand where I wanted to be, what I wanted to do with my own life, and really, you know, essentially gave me permission to plan my fun first, um, which I had never done. And so being able to do all that and and just really transform my life. I had success in my life as a, a vice president at a Fortune 500 company, but I didn't have the life that I wanted. And that was where Steve really came in and brought that. Um, to me, it transformed my life, and is continues to transform my life. So, I have lots more in the works. I know, um, but it has been, you know, just a fabulous journey.
3: Thanks for sharing, Melissa. That's always always want to hear your story. Just uh, it amazes me all the stuff that you've done and gone through, and like how strong of a person you are. So always, always I'll always love hearing it. So I'll, I'll go Giovanni here uh, again. Um, And as you guys were both saying that, and I've said it within our team before, I'm kind of the opposite of the three other amazing people on on this podcast here. And I'm finally coming to terms that it's okay, Um, because we all have our own experiences. And I'm here for those people who maybe aren't the workaholics, but but they know there's another way of of doing things. And so my kind of story is funny, Steve, as you were talking about yours, I was like, I am like the opposite of Steve. Steve's tall. I'm short uh you know he's a work he was a workaholic I was never a workaholic the thing that we're similar on we're both handsome men so that's that's we're good on that but as you were saying that like when you said you like, you felt like a loser it's like man that's how I I used to feel too because I come from a family of workers that's you know they found a nine-to-five job and they they did it right and I never saw that as a path for me and when I did have those jobs I was miserable I was just like because when I was younger I was just so much more full of life and like there's gotta be a better way of doing this. I I can't just sit at a desk or I can't just like be just like wasting my life, right? That's what I thought. And um, so I always felt bad. I'm like, man, I, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm lazy, I don't want to work, like all sorts of stuff. And you know, fast forward, come to find out. And the reason why I was drawn to Steve, um, and this our philosophy, and really is a philosophy of life, the way I think about it, and it's that you know, there is a better way, whether you're a workaholic or you're trying to find a better way of doing things so that you don't have to be a workaholic. Like that's where it kind of meets both spectrums. And that's what I was always looking for is like, okay, um, uh, I'm not a worker, so I don't want to be, you know, spending, you know, really, I didn't want anyone to spend eight hours at a place. Right. And like, that's like, compared to the people here, um, that's very minimal. Right. Um, they're like, that's like a vacation, Giovanni, like that's working eight hours, is like a vacation. Um, but I didn't wanna do that. And then I definitely didn't wanna do more than any of that stuff, right? And so when I heard Steve, what I was doing, like, so I didn't wanna work for anybody. And so at uh, the time that I met Steve, I was actually I'm um, a photographer, headshot photographer. And I was just starting my business because I didn't wanna work for somebody else. And for me, when I started that, n- had no clue how to start a business, no clue. I didn't even know, this was how naive, I, I didn't know there was a, a chamber of commerce. I didn't even know those, right? I barely learned how to register my business Um, by googling how to do that right didn't even know about networking groups didn't know about any of that stuff and then I met Steve and he was telling his story and everything I was like oh my gosh like yes like even for a person who doesn't want to work like if I'm a person who doesn't want to work I'm looking for the easiest and smoothest path available because I want to go spend my time doing something other than work right and so um, but the stories you're telling Steve just now I was like Oh my gosh. Yeah. I felt like a loser. Cause I didn't fit the mold that everybody else that I knew. Right. I didn't fit. I wasn't that puzzle piece that the rest of my family and friends that I knew at that time were fitting into. And I was just like, man, what's wrong with me? And then I find out there's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with any of you. Um, we are who we are. And just, there's different ways of doing things and getting to the, the things. And then when you said, you know, you just had to tell your wife, Jen had to tell you to stop and smell the roses. I remember I've back in the day of one of my ex-girlfriends I literally I was a person like hey here's rose bush like stop smell these bushes we're gonna sit here for just because she was always go 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 and I was like hey let's like you know calm it down let's bring it down just a little bit and let's literally physically I made her stop and smell the roses like you need to smell these like they're they smell amazing and and so like Utah and I starts like oh my gosh like I've always been the guy and then I started getting into like having my own business and getting letting society tell me I have to work hard to and work long to be successful. And I started letting like who I was naturally like go. And I started getting all these other pre- preconceived notions of what I should be doing. And then you came into my life, Steve. And uh, I was like, oh, my gosh, like I was already thinking that. And it was such validation that. um you and more and more people now, right. Are starting to spout this. Like you don't have to work that much work smarter, not harder and efficient. Yeah. So it's, it's funny to see that like I am kind of the black sheep of our group, which is amazing because you guys are so amazing and at what you did and you have all those experiences. And, um, I can come from the other aspect of it. Those people who feel like they're too lazy, feel like they're, um, they don't know what to do or don't have that drive or whatnot, um, I'll tell you, it's just finding something that you are passionate about and finding, like Steve says, mentors. Like, why wouldn't you cut? find somebody who can help you cut years off of your business or years off of whatever else is on your plate that you want to get better at quicker, right? And so I am here to help all those of you feel that way.
1: So let's pause real quick and take a break, and we'll be right back. I just wanna have an expression of gratitude right now for Pro Audio Voices. They're the ones that uh, produce my podcast. And Becky and her team are amazing. And for those of you that know me, I'm all about wow clients, wow partners, and Pro Audio Voices is a wow partner for me. And if you want to learn more, you can go to proaudiovoices.com and you can learn about them. They also do audiobooks and they're just amazing people. Thank you, Becky. Well, and I know, Stephanie, you're going to jump in, but I just wanted to okay. add one thing you, that that's what my mentor told me like when I first started in my 30s, creating new habits he said uh people like you Steve you're you're the hardest ones to coach because you're so used to doing everything that it's hard for you to learn to eliminate and delegate and such and he said lazy people are the easiest for him to coach because they already want to do it like you said the least amount possible so um so it it does it does work both ways um from whichever avenue you're coming from and it's just a matter of uh, living. So I just wanted to add in some ways it's easier because of those blessings that you felt were like loser qualities or actually genius qualities. So congratulations on having those straight out the gate. (laughs)
2: Success. (laughs) Well, thank you. And man, I'm just so grateful for all my wow teammates here. I think, you know, a big part of success, any of the success that I've had is to surround yourself with people who inspire you, whether it's, you know, in a business relationship, at your work, a co- you know, friends, whatever that might be. And I, I just feel so lucky right now to be amongst the folks here because you all inspire me. And I'm feeling compelled for some reason to even tell the story of an adventure that our team had just a couple of weeks ago. We were traveling to uh, one of our events and things didn't go uh, according to plan. Not at all. Actually, we boarded our plane in SFO, and about an hour later, we deboarded the plane, and we hung out for the day in uh, the airport for about seven hours. And it—you would think that there would be stress, that there would be tension—that—and it was just like fun. (laughs) We We had a great time, and so one of our, you know, core values is fun, and we try to have fun with our, you know, with our clients and our work and our life. We make that mandatory actually to have fun. And I have to say that it was such a great bonding experience. So even though we've all been connected to Steve in some meaningful way, and he's changed our life over the years, our team has really just come together in the last six months and, you know, to all share in this mission to help others have the life that we want. And then through that, it's actually helping us create the life that we want. So yeah, our little trip went from a six hour trip to Oklahoma to a thirty hour trip with no luggage and <laughs> a series of other things. but um, you know, it was so good for us to just come together and really get to know each other. and I just just so grateful for our love you. Um, and my story is somewhere in between. I think maybe Melissa and Giovanni, I had invested in myself and started doing the work with Steve a couple of years ago. Um, things were good at the time, but I wanted my life to be better. And in a short amount of time, I was able to double my income. I was uh, in business development for a large media company, a billion dollar uh, media company, you know, selling advertising. And I um, had had a lot of success in the company. I actually went to over a million dollars in sales uh, multiple years in a row. So I was getting noticed within the company. They promoted me. So I thought I was having success, but my calendar was not my own. I barely had time to eat, use the facilities. (laughs) I was just on back-to-back meetings all day. And by the end of the day, just drained, you know, with nothing left to give. And I thought that I was having success, right? I was doing what I was supposed to do. I was moving up the corporate ladder. um, But it was corporate, right? So I was coaching my team to these strategies that I didn't personally believe in because I knew there was a better way because I had done the work with Steve. Uh, But I, and I just didn't know how to get out. Like I, you know, and what's worse was I i knew it wasn't supposed to be like this because I had a coach. Steve had taught me for years, like life is not supposed to be this way. In fact, my daughter, um, had started writing herself into my agenda. I used to keep my calendar, my to-do list on my desk. And I, I came in one morning after working a late night and missing bedtime. And it had, she was in there. She had written herself like Danny time. Cause she just wanted me to read to her. So, um, that really hit me, and so I knew I needed to start finding another a way. It was you know, my job was affecting my relationships. I was sick. I was getting injured uh, at the gym. I was sad. I was stressed. I was, was all the things that you could think of, everything that Steve's been talking about, what happens when you put work before everything else. But I didn't know how to quit because that's not really who I am. I felt I felt so much responsibility to my team. I felt this loyalty to the company who had given me this great opportunity. Um, But I was deep inside asking for an answer. And then the most amazing thing happened. Uh, They let me go. They let me go. And sometimes the universe makes choices for you. And I'm super grateful for that. And it reaffirmed everything that I knew that this was my chance to make new decisions, to, to really build my career around my life, like for real. And I've done that. I've actually been able to do that over the last six months. It's been a bit of an unlearning, if you will. It's taken a while for me to not feel guilt around actually putting myself first, but it's been amazing. And this is really what I want for everyone. Uh, This is what I want for for everybody. And so that's what you know inspires me to get up every day and and join forces with this amazing team. And you know, our job is literally to live out our values. So we have core values and principles, and we. Get to live them every day and teach others how to live them and have the life that they desire. So that I don't know. I guess that's my why and that's my story. Sounds pie in the sky, I guess that you could have both at the same time. But we have lots of case studies, and all the people on this podcast are one of them.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah. it takes time to yes allow. I think allow is the word. Right it, yeah. is one of the words. Or giving ourselves permission. You know, and you use the word quit, Stephanie. And, you know, I think, you know, I think we never really quit. Right. And even what is failure? You know, one of, uh, you know, one of, you know, my mentors and actually has become a mutual mentor for some of you, Carl Kite, he always says failure, there's no failure. There's only feedback. So all these things that happen to us is just giving us feedback and mm-hmm. then take that even into the next thing of that word quit. There's really no quit uh, when you go for your dreams because if you know, so the only way that you could quit or or surrender to failure is just to actually stop. But the reality, most of us are going towards our dream. What gets confusing is that we pick a road. So you had your corporate road and Melissa, you had your road. And you and Giovanni, you're like, you you thought it was the lazy road, and you even thought that wasn't good, right? So we're even like not happy. That's where we're not being grateful for the road we're on. You know, there might have been wisdom on each of those roads, but we are kind of like talking bad about our own road, right? Which is not helpful. But then even think about changing the road. We all know if we want to go anywhere, there typically are many roads to get to where we want to go and that's the difference i think that's what we should focus on the significance is that we're no longer accepting the road we're on if it's hurting us which also comes back to feelings you know we're also taught to not feel like suck it up stop being a a little girl or a little boy right stop doing that now it's time to put on your big boy pants or your big girl pants and and be an adult and that means you can't feel well that's ridiculous (laughs) we all feel and we are meant to feel, you know, if you put your hand towards fire, hopefully your, your body feels the heat and pulls away before you touch it. But if you touch the fire, chances are you're going to have a knee jerk reaction and pull away before you can even realize what you're doing because your body has what is called a safety mechanism, right? Nerve endings that communicate to the brain so that it knows how to keep you safe. Well, Why in the world would we think it's smart to ignore our feelings when it comes to our emotional side? Yes, that's a physical side, like touching fire. But we also have feelings for the emotional side. And I'm just making a point from this because look at all of our stories. You know, at some point, we decided to listen to that inner voice and make new decisions. And I hope this can empower everyone listening to this, that you have a choice. That's the first thing. You choose your life. And in that, that's why choose gratitude, create freedom, finding what you're grateful for and how Stephanie could be so grateful that her job decided to go away, you know, like instead of her having to make the decision, which I know like for knowing Stephanie, she was thinking about it for so long. So in a way she manifested this because she kept actually wanting.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it worked out amazing. It was one of those things where I was meditating on it every day, asking for a sign asking for what was meant to be to come to me because I couldn't see it in in that moment. I couldn't see how to have what I needed. And um, it was interesting about that separation. The company was so kind to offer me to stay on board, to be demoted. And I was like, oh, I could do that. Like I've done that job for years. I could do it. But what do I, what would I actually like? And then they made it possible really for me to, you know to do this, to pursue this passion. And it really has become a passion. I mean, I felt like I was always helping people before, like in marketing, I was helping my clients. It was helping their business grow and that was adding value in some way, but in this way, you know, to literally hear people at our events say, oh my gosh, this is life changing. like changing perspectives, you know, changing beliefs. Um, it's special. It's
1: really cool. It is, um, uh... All that makes it by design, right? So we, so the essence of all of what we're talking about, and, and thank you all so much. I am equally grateful. You all talked about gratitude from being together. I'm so grateful to be surrounded by all of you, and, and I'm so looking forward to all the episodes we're going to create here of these life-changing moments. And ultimately, we have to go back to choosing the experience that we want to have in our life and choose it now don't wait because like all of us said life's going to go and some there's going to be things that you know are going to be sad or tragic when the people we love leave this planet and or when we leave and we don't know that date you know Um, unless you're super duper fortune teller Um, but most of us don't know and So we want to live now. So my thing to to everyone listening and to all of us here is to write down the experiences we want to have in our life and then literally design them, put them on our calendar. And that's where I think Melissa said that was the big thing she was shocked by that. I was saying, plan your fun first. Yes, plan what you want to do and then build your business or your career around that. You already do it. You already fit in the things that you want on the weekends or the wee hours after you work. So we know as human beings how to fit things in. So now I'm telling you, plan what you want in your life and then fit the work in, then fit the part to make money. It's so backwards right now. Go make money doing something you don't like for a lot of people. That's why, why do you think people say, thank God it's Friday? Why do you think TGIF became a thing? Because they're like living someone else's life and then waiting for the weekend to live. And then you get like one day because by by uh, the second day of the weekend, you're already thinking, oh, man, I have to go back to work tomorrow. And that's if you got a weekend and how many executives are working through the weekend, too. So start living. We're made to live. We're made to live. And so it's by design. So if you're thinking this is ridiculous or like Stephanie said, oh, this is pie in the sky. Well, it's not. If you design it, if you choose this right now to live, then it's just a matter of fitting it in. And it might take some time. You might have to start step by step. What's one thing that you really want? And then plan that. You know, I once had a woman in in one of our workshops and she had a twin sister and she started crying and she said, I haven't seen her in, in two years and we're so close and she owned her own business. So I asked her, knowing that, I said, Can I ask you a question? And she said, Sure. I said, Who makes your schedule? And she knew right away when I said that. She's like, Well, of course I do. I said, Well, then what can you do about this? And she said, I probably could plan a trip to see my sister. I said, Yes, you can. And a few minutes after that, we went on break. We came back from break and she raised her hand and I said, Yeah. And she said, I booked a trip. So on break, you booked a trip to go see your sister, you know, life changing. And who am I to give that permission? I don't think it's necessary, but if I can do that, if we can do that, if we can all give you permission to choose what you want and start booking the trip to go see your twin sister or whatever that twin sister is to you, whatever that special thing is, that's what this is about. That's what more business, more life is about. And you know, what's so crazy when you start choosing you, you start having more business. Like I actually thought when I started developing these methods and and learning from others, I thought, well, you know, I'm okay making less. It's not okay not to be a dad. By this time, I already was a dad. So I already with, you know, with my son, my oldest, he didn't know me at the beginning. I was a workaholic father, which my father did. And I was trying to work so hard to not work like my dad. And I'll tell you, working to not work doesn't work. <laughs> that does not work. It's like digging a hole to get out of a hole. And we often do that. I'm digging myself out of this hole. No, you're not. You're digging deeper. You got to put the shovel down and get a ladder. <laughs> so so let's try new things. Let's be bold. Let's be willing to do things totally different because if we're not willing to do things different, then we're going to keep having the same old thing that we no longer want that you probably didn't want from the beginning. So that that was it. It started with choice, you know? And for me, it really started with gratitude. So don't beat yourself up about what happened. Be kind to yourself. You know, I could look back and say, oh, I did this wrong and I did that wrong. But you know what? I learned every step of the way. It just felt so much in my heart as I listened to all your stories. So let me thanks for letting me share those words. And we have about like, uh eight or nine minutes left for today's episode I'm I'm curious um what might be the thing I, I don't know how to poise this question but what I'm thinking in my mind is like what was the first step for you or or you can there's an or on this one you could choose what first step would you suggest or maybe it's an and going with the and maybe what was your first step and what would you suggest knowing now what what your first step is you know for me I kind of already said it you know mine is, really, I think gratitude comes first, like really just appreciating all that you experienced. And then right after that is choosing what you want, you know, really taking that first step and then and then be willing to figure it out. Like you don't need to know how, just first choose it and then you know, work through it. You know, like we all find if you really want something, think about anything you really wanted in your life. You got it. Most likely you got it. I always ask that to feel like think of the things you want the most. And then realize you have them. So if you don't have something, you probably re- maybe either really don't want it or you believe you can't have it, which is a whole nother thing. So anyway, just to pass it around, teach you what would be uh, the like a first step for someone that wants to start embarking on this more business, more life?
2: I'm trying to think like how to break that down to one thing and... You've said a lot of things that could potentially be a first step. So I don't want to step on anybody else's toes. Um,
1: Well, what was it for you? Like, do you remember like the first motion to creating your life?
2: I think it was just making space to ask myself those questions. Like what, what would I like? Like, what do I really want my life to be from a career perspective, from a a life perspective, but even breaking it down to the day-to-day because all the days add up into this life, right? So you kind of have to start there and it was making space, whether it was through meditation or, you know, just taking time to be with myself and journal or, um, yeah, I just began asking more questions of myself and just allowed, you know, those things to come and, and just asked for, um, even the ability to, to see it, you know, to notice what the signs were and to notice what the guidance was that was coming either from the universe made that sound silly or from the people in my life. Um, but for me, it was just making space to, to dream, to, I don't know, ask myself no, questions.
1: Yeah. That's, that is the first step. Cause if you don't even allow yourself to ask the questions, how are you supposed to mm-hmm. find the answer? <laughs>
2: right. Yeah. And actually it started by walking. Like I would just walk, take really long walks by myself and I would let, all the stuff, like, cause a lot of times when we don't have a podcast in or we don't have something else, you know, you're all the things that are in your mind, all the things you want to do at the same time, like a laptop with a hundred browsers open, like it all starts downloading at the same time. And so I've heard people say, well, I've tried that. And then I just put a podcast into like quiet the noise. I'm like, "We well, got to get through that part <laughs> and then, and then start asking those questions of yourself and then just see what comes. And it's kind of amazing. I would just keep, um, my phone and that audio file. And I would just record to myself what was, what was coming to me in that moment. And then I would play it back later and be like, okay, yeah. And would give myself ideas, whether it was like, what do I want out of this conversation today? Or what is my next step in this quest to find me and my, my purpose or my, you know, my ideal life or whatever that, that was. Sometimes it had to be a long walk to get there, but it really was finding some way to make that space in your life
1: it's so true stephanie especially when you haven't done it for so long you you don't you so so i think that's great and just for everyone listening give yourself space like and be kind to yourself because this is going to be new like you've probably maybe you've worked for so many years and then to give yourself that amount of space is amazing so thank you for sharing that sure. what what else does everyone think what's uh, a a good first step if there's anything to add I'm sure there is.
3: Yeah, I would say um, similar to that was for me is allowing yourself to uh, to want that or knowing yourself to know that if that's available for you, that it's not just a pie in the sky kind of a thing like Stephanie mentioned before. Um, and along, along, along those lines is um, that's kind of crazy that we need to get somebody else's permission for us to dream or to go after something big that we think is, you know, big for us. Uh, just in case you haven't already gotten permission from listening to this podcast listener, um, you have permission to dream big and to go after it. And then you can have it. One thing I remember hearing is, and I think maybe might you you said this, Steve, or you've heard from somebody else. But it's like, if somebody's doing it, that means you can do it if somebody's already done it what you want to do that means it's possible and steve will always do, does the um the story of uh, now i forget his name uh, the 4 mile run uh Roger Vanister and yeah, giovanni's yeah. the I one know. that told me <laughs> <laughs> I'm always yeah I'm, I'm always a guy in the background looking things up and then i forget things right away um but it's yeah it's like is that once you see somebody else doing it then you know it's possible and i think more and more we're seeing people do uh, amazing things, and even within our own clients, we're seeing people who are working crazy hours really bring that in—not just for themselves, so not just the the founders, the executives, but then they like that's this is where I think trickle down uh, effect actually works. Uh, not economic wise, and we won't get into that, but within the business, when you have a, a leader who cares about their team and their company and the people that once they start having something and they're able to start working less and having more um, of life, then that trickles down into the people because then they want their people to have that, right? Because then they see that they're being more productive with less business time and having more life. And then like, why wouldn't they want their people to do it? And so when you start seeing that, like more and more companies doing that, like you can do it. So if you're the CEO, founder, uh, entrepreneur, whatever it may be. And you're like, no, man, I got to grind, grind, grind. No, just take a moment, reach out to us. Like we can give you solid examples of people and show you that has been done. Um, and that you have the permission to like, to dream big. Like, I think that was well, kind of getting back into what your this question was about is like, for me, it was, yeah, getting permission that, that I, this is something I could do kind of thing. Right. Um, that, you don't have to have that grind. Visually, you always do, which I thought was good. I'm not a coffee drinker, but Steve is always the, the old school coffee grinders, manually grinding it, right? But then these days, you have the automatic ones. You just press the button, and then it grinds it for you, kind of a thing. Like, that's that's how I would do it if I drink coffee, but I don't drink coffee. But I, but I love that visualization, right? Like, you can grind, sit there, and grind if you... It works. It gets done right. Eventually, you'll have the coffee, or you can just push the button, and it'll be done a lot quicker for you, and maybe be even a little better than grinding. So yeah, so that's what I would say for me is uh, allow yourself to dream, and and it's okay to have or have permission to to do it. Awesome, brother.
1: Thanks for sharing, Melissa. You, what's your uh, what's your one? What was your starting point of transition, or or what do you suggest? or both.
0: Yeah, I think um you know, it's so interesting cuz when I think of Giovanni, I do think about pushing a button cuz he's all about automation and delegation. I love it. Um but I think I think when I think of um you know, kind of what it was for me in terms of uh the first thing. Um I think I brought up earlier um the murder of George Floyd and that was not long after my husband had passed away. And I think what I learned in that moment was you know, we actually gave space to people to actually feel. And I think a lot of times I'm African American and Latina, but I think a lot of times people of color, we're not, we don't allow ourselves to feel um, in that same way because we know that we have to in many cases, do things differently. And so I think one of the things for me was not only giving the space, but actually focusing on intention and what my intention for the day or for the meeting, not what's on the agenda per se, but what is my true intention when I'm connecting with people? What What is that intention? And what is it that I want to... What do I intend um, to actually leave with that person? And I think the mindset around intention was significant for me because I wasn't, it wasn't that I wasn't intending to do good, but I don't think I had an intention to really connect and uh, with people. So, you know, when I started my own podcast, it was, it was actually really about, intending to hear what other people were doing when it came to diversity, equity, and inclusion so I could hear, like, what else is being done, not only in my company, but in, uh, you know, how are people even thinking about it? And so, for me, it was just really being able to find that connection with others to understand information, but really turn it into knowledge. You know, I think for me, You know, just knowing that it's okay not to be okay um, in whatever you're going through. But at the end of the day, you know, that gratitude, that journaling, the meditation, the discipline of it all actually allows you to integrate and make space for more in your life. Because the business is the easy part, you can get the business done. And, you know, you'll achieve whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. If you want to make $100,000 or a million dollars, you know, you can do it. But what are you giving up in order to do it? Um, And so for me, it was really starting with intention. What is my intention? What is my why? Why do I want to do this? And, you know, I just learned how much The journey means, like all of the, aside from these wonderful success coaches that you see on right now and are hearing from, it's the people that are in my life and what they mean to me, whether I've met them five minutes ago or 50 something years ago. (laughs) So it's, um, I think it's, it's all, for me, it was all about intention. And that was my big turning point was really you know, what do I intend? And, and, you know, what do I want my life
1: to be? It's so, so good. Thank you so much for everyone sharing their perspective on this. And, you know, I think, you know, the word encompassing all this, the, the intention, the design is in your court. Anyone listening to this, you know, just think about that. If you wanted a house, And you're like, oh, just built me a house. And then you show up and there's no bathrooms and no kitchen. And you're like, what the heck? Uh, How am I supposed to cook food? How am I supposed to go to the restroom, you know? Well, you didn't say you wanted that. You know, I know it sounds silly, but that's how we're living our life. When you just, uh, just go with it, you know, just not choose. You know, so there is some things about going with the flow, but then there is choice, there is intention. Like Melissa was just ending with, what is the intention that you want? And then start including that in your life and in other people's lives and in the world. And one by one, we can all make a difference by doing that. So, you know, what a way to end this episode, but intention and inclusion. And I always add the word attention. What's our intention and attention? so we're intending to do something. And then where do you put your attention? Like Melissa was saying, on other people and hearing their stories. And and so we are going to continue to bring this to you as we close out this uh, first episode of season two. Um, I'm just happy to be here. I'm grateful to be a part of this, uh, this movement. The more business, more life movement, we could really call it. And so what you can look forward to in the future episodes is that we're going to dig deeper. Today, we had a broad stroke, but we had some deep moments. And we'll continue to go deeper around different things, whether it's business or how do we incorporate something into our life so that we can have truly have that more business, more life. So that's what's uh What's to come in our future episodes here, and we'll start inviting some people at some point uh, that w- that we want to include in this to share their stories that go along with this uh, to add to the four of our lives. If you enjoyed this, please let us know. You know, um, you know, like our podcast reviews are really cool. Let us know what you liked, and and stay connected with us. Um, success at Steve Novlaton. com right now is a good email. We'll have other things that we'll post in the notes around the podcast, but you can email us and we'll be happy to to jump in. And uh, if you have things you want to know or questions you want to ask, please do. And we're really active on social media, so jump in the conversation there as well. I so appreciate everyone here. Thank you, Melissa, Stephanie, Giovanni, for being here with me Um, and and being part of more business, more life uh, podcast season two. look forward to seeing you on the next episode and remember, uh, choose gratitude and create freedom. We'll see you next time. We'll hear you listen to you. (laughs) All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the more business, more life podcast. I hope you got value. And if you did, we have so many more things for you at stevenoplaton.com. You'll be able to connect with us on social media. We are active. You can ask us questions. And then on top of that, I want to give you a really big gift. And it truly is. We want to give so much value. We have an offering. It's a program called Clear Path to Customers. It's the same way that we attract wow clients and only working with the right people, the people we want to, And it's transformed my business into millions more in revenue with the right people and my clients. And we're doing it absolutely free. So you can go to stevenoplaton.com and grab that. You just got to put in your information. We'll send it to you promptly. And that, again, is on stevenoplaton.com. I look forward to having you on the next show. Until then, remember, choose gratitude and create freedom.